amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. The bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. The other stations claim to be local. Yeah, right. KCA Radio, the only true local radio station on your radio dial. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC. Subprime mortgages, a big factor in the 2008 housing crisis and the Great Recession that followed, are back with a new name. They're now called non-prime loans, and several lenders are again offering mortgages to buyers with damaged credits or those who put very little money down. Investor confidence ahead of tomorrow's start to the new earnings season and President Trump dialing back on his threats to launch U.S. missiles into Syria helped send stocks soaring higher today. The Dow up 293 points, the Nasdaq up 71. Some good news on the labor front. Jobless claims down again last week, down by 9,000. Sears will close its only remaining store in Chicago. That's where the company was founded 120 years ago. And the city of Paris is suing Airbnb, one of the home-sharing company's biggest markets. It's threatening to remove tens of thousands of listings there unless homeowners comply with a new law requiring them to register those homes with the city. Tom Busby, CNBC. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. With this job, having two hands won't cut it, which is why I thank the stars I have a third. Granger. When my two hands are full, I fully rely on Granger. They're America's number one source for industrial grade supplies. So, whether I'm fixing a furnace or fastening a faucet, Granger hands me what I need when I need it, which makes me a pretty lucky guy. Because when it comes to needing an extra hand, Granger's got your back. Call or click Granger.com to see for yourself. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Toy Story 4 gets a release date. This is your entertainment wrap up for NBC News Radio. I'm Andrew Caravella. I'm super excited about this one. Toy Story 4 is coming to theaters nearly 10 years since the trilogy. The fourth installment of the franchise will premiere in cinemas on June 21st, 2019. According to The Independent, Disney announced the news via Toy Story's official Facebook page with a photo of a giant post-it board with the number four in classic Toy Story style. Very few details of the sequel have been released, but it has been reported that most of the key characters will return. Woody, voiced by Tom Hanks, Buzz Lightyear with Tim Allen as the voice, Bo Peep, played by Annie Potts, and Jesse by, of course, Joan Cusack. Now, in other news, Time has reported that the God 
godmother of stand-up comedy has died. Mitzi Shore was 87, also known as the Den Mother. To four decades of stand-up comedians, Mitzi Shore was the owner of the famed comedy store in LA. Shore's death, which followed a long battle with Parkinson's disease, was confirmed by the club's spokesperson, Jody Gottlieb. Mitzi's son, comedian and actor Polly Shore, described her as a giver who gave her heart, her soul, and her stages to generations of aspiring comedians. Now, to go down memory lane, Shore assumed ownership of a new comedy club on Hollywood's Sunset Strip following her divorce from comedian Sammy Shore in 1974. The comedy store stage was graced by some of the biggest names in American comedy. Late night icons like Jay Leno and David Letterman to Richard Pryor, Robin Williams, Jerry Seinfeld, and even Roseanne Barr. Even a big movie star like Jim Carrey was given his first opportunity there as a doorman, a frequent entry point for inexperienced comedians who hungered for a few minutes with the mic. Shore was known for promoting even female comedians like Sandra Bernhardt, Diane Nichols, and Whoopi Goldberg at a time when sexism was pervasive in the industry. Shore is survived by three sons, Polly, Scott, and Peter, and of course her daughter, Sandy. And that's your entertainment wrap-up, Inland Empire. For NBC News Radio, I'm Andrew Caravella. This is Dick from Carpet Masters. Carpet Masters has been serving the Inland Empire for over 60 years. We are locally owned and operated by the Stevens family. We not only clean carpet and furniture, we clean many loose rugs, including oriental rugs. Oriental rugs are cleaned in our modern facility where the fringes are cleaned by hand, then hung in our modern facility to dry. We do not use steam cleaning to clean your fine furniture. Furniture is cleaned by hand using the same absorption cleaning used in the White House. Some furniture we bring into our plant to clean properly. We normally use two men on each cleaning job using the extraction method. There is nothing that would clean carpet better for our customers. Our job is to clean properly with quality first. Google Carpet Masters San Bernardino and give us a call or go to carpetmasterssocal.com. KCAA. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the greatest real estate investment show ever. Here's the flip-flop investor himself, Todd Bayer. Hey, everyone. How are we doing out there today? This is the Flip-Flop Investor Show, and I am your host, Todd Bayer, the flip-flop investor himself. Uh, every week, we get together and talk about real estate investing and talk about, uh, you know, these different topics we have every single month. So every month, if you've been following along, we uh, started out talking in January about uh, goal setting. And then in February, we were talking about business planning. And then in March, we were talking about negotiate. I mean, I'm sorry, talking about deal finding. And now that we're in April, we're talking about negotiations. So this is the next step, I guess, in the real estate investors world. Uh, but you know, negotiation takes a lot of different forms. So today we have our very special guest is Selena Smith. How are you doing today, Selena? I'm awesome. Thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome. And thank you for coming because, you know, uh, I know there's a, it's a long drive to come from Riverside out here to Redlands to do the taping of the show. So uh, thank you no for coming. Uh, so I guess I want to go back. Let's talk about, you know, Selena, you're you're basically our CFO at Community Restoration Group. So you're handling the numbers, you handle all the money, the bookkeeping, yes. the taxes, all the wonderful stuff that uh, CFO gets to do. Yes. Uh, so how in the heck does that tie into real estate? We're going to find out. Yes. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's, let's go into some backstory so at least people at home and people listening right now can get an idea of who you are and how'd you get into this crazy business. Okay. So, Let's, let's go back a little ways. You were in college. Yes. Okay. So I went to college at Cal State Fullerton. I went there twice. Okay. Um, what do you mean I by went, what twice? What does that mean? I have two degrees. I went for um, once when I first got out of high school. I went starting 2009, graduated with my BS in marketing, and then I went back again um, basically immediately after that, and I uh, started to work on my BBA in finance. BBA? So, yes. What's a BBA? Um, a bachelor's of business administration. Awesome. Yes. I, I should know that. You should. <laughs> for, for those people out there that maybe don't know, I'm a college dropout. So, uh, you know. No I, worries. I might be smart I didn't in some ways, but 
Yeah, I'm not a college guy. <laughs> I thought I would like it because I hated like regular school so much. Oh, it makes like, total sense. I hated elementary school, hated middle school, hated high school. I thought, you know what, college is going to be different because right? it's more elective. Like I'm there because I want to be, right? Yeah, no. Not yeah. not the uh, I like the college experience. Yeah. Still didn't like the classes yeah. and the homework and all the, you know, term papers and stuff like that. Yep. Not my thing. So, uh, so you got two degrees. So you have a Bachelor of Business Administration mm-hmm. in Finance and you have a bachelor's in marketing. Yes. And that somehow qualified you down the road to become a CFO. So we should probably figure out what happened in between college to now. Okay. Um, well, I started out in finance, basically, like ever since I started working. Mm-hmm. I was doing bookkeeping um, since I was 18. Wow. So, yeah. So um, that's always been fun. Um, I actually hated math. To be honest, like in high school, it wasn't until I got into my marketing classes for statistics okay. that I was like, okay, I like this. This is fun for me because it's applied math and now it makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, getting to sort of see like um, how mathematics does really apply into like the real world mm-hmm. brought a whole new perspective. And I'm the kind of person to where like once I start liking something, I sort of obsess about it. Okay. So math sort of just became like, so you just had a calculator with you at all times. Basically. And, yeah. Yes. Okay. If I didn't, I felt naked. Yeah. Yep. It's one of those nerdy. things. Yes. But you know, I guess everybody has a calculator on them at all times now because most yeah, people have a smartphone. And, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I use it probably on a daily basis. I use it multiple <laughs> times a day. Yeah. Because I got to figure out, you know, what is 20 minus three, you know, just stuff like that. Nothing, you know, nothing 17. too. Wow. She's good. She didn't yeah. even use a calculator for yep. that. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, for those of you playing along at home, congratulations if you got that <laughs> complex math. No, uh, no, that's, I mean, basically, though, when we're talking about finances, it's really just mostly plus and minus. Yeah. I mean, mostly. Mm-hmm. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> and it's so not, that's it's what's, not... I guess that's what's always funny about math to me in mm-hmm. school. Like, you know, algebra, all this stuff, you know, geometry that you take, trigonometry, I took calculus. Like, I, I don't, I didn't use any of that. Yeah. I, think, I think one day I used the Pythagorean theorem because I wanted to figure out the size <laughs> of a computer monitor. So I had to figure out, I, <laughs> I knew the diagonal because that's how yep. they measure, measure televisions. Yes. So I was like, so how big is this thing going to be? So I had to use the Pythagorean theorem to figure this one out. That's hilarious. I know. That's like the one time in my adult life that I used algebra <laughs> or maybe that's geometry. I don't even know. Uh, comment us with those comments if you know. Yeah. That. yeah. I don't know. I don't know where they're commenting, but it's going to be somewhere. Do they have a forum? <laughs> You know, there used to be one. There oh. used to be one on KCAA's website. I don't know what happened to it. Go there, check it out. We had like a screen next to the other TV screen over here that would show like the live feed, but... Oh, that's cool. I don't know what happened to it. It's gone, I guess. <laughs> Carlos is like, he's giving me the shrug. He's like, I don't know what happened to it either. <laughs> uh, he's like, I don't know if we really had that. No. Did we? We had that, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. He says we did. Uh, yep. But anyway, um, algebra was, yeah, super important. But anyway, yeah, yeah plus and minus. That's bookkeeping. Yeah. For the most part. For the most part. So you did that since you were 18, mm-hmm. working, like, like, who, like, what was your client or how, like, what did you do bookkeeping wise? Um, I've worked for a multitude of different businesses. So like I've worked for service companies, I've worked for sales companies, I've worked for software companies. Um, I've um, worked for real estate investors. Mm-hmm. Um so like I, I can sort of understand like the bookkeeping from any aspect, including like the entertainment world, like um, booking shows, profitability based on the shows and what they have to pay out and stuff like that. So I've worked with a lot of different um, business models doing bookkeeping Okay. Um, for the past 10 years. Wow, it's been 10 years. I'm getting old. Yeah, super old. Yeah. <laughs> super old. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> so crazy. So... um. Yeah, like my my background has sort of led me to you guys. Yeah, so you basically, I mean, you you came to us through the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment yes, Club. That's I did. where we first met. Yep. Because you came to one of our coffee events. Yes, I did. And for those of you folks Go. out there, we'll talk about we'll talk about these events later on. But for right now, they're amazing. Wow, thank you. That's a, quite a compliment. Thank you. They are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, you came to us, but you you had went to like um like one of those paid seminar kind of oh, things beforehand, my didn't you? Okay. Let me tell you. Okay. My dad and I had this, I don't even know what to call it. We just had like this urge to like get into 
the real estate world because where did this come from? What do you think? Like, were you watching like the shows on TV or what? It wasn't the shows on TV. Mostly, well, for my dad, I think it was, but for me, it was more like the entrepreneurial lifestyle and being able to like get my time back. Okay. So my dad, he he called me one day and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing on January 13th?" And I'm like, "I don't know, nothing." And he's like, "Okay, just be at my house at like seven o'clock in the morning." I was like, "Seriously, dude, that's a Saturday. Like, what are you dragging me out here for? Like, what what's happening?" So he takes me to this seminar and I'm sitting there and like, I'm kind of hungover. I'm young, yeah, you know, so I wasn't prepared for anything like exciting. Did you like put the, on like the, the business estate. suit or like? No, I had no idea. Okay, so like <laughs> the last time my dad was like, "Hey, just get ready and come out." Like we went on a hike for like four and a half hours, so I was prepared for like any kind of situation uh-huh. that involved like some strenuous activity. No, like we go to like this Marriott in like Newport Beach or something. We're in, <laughs> okay. we're in like their their conference room with all of these other people who are dressed up, and I'm there in like jogging pants <laughs> and everything. I'm like, okay, cool, this is great. So like we're listening to this seminar in regards to real estate and i'm like wow i like this okay this is actually pretty great how did that like what did they what were they talking about that was like <clears throat> that made it awesome to you because i mean i've been to these things the, too yeah the the thing that sold me on it wasn't necessarily what they were talking about about, the, about their program mm-hmm. because um as you know like they they tell you about these amazing sparkling diamond package $75,000 programs that you have to pay for right sure what I liked the most was that um they were like this is going to give you your time back you know like I'm a single mom Mm -hmm. so like being able to have time to be around my daughter is like that's like my 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 goal yeah you know like I want to be able to watch her grow and take her places and do things with her you know and like yeah enjoy my life so like I've always been used to like a nine to five or like a corporate um, Fortune 500. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Sort of atmosphere. Sure. And this was like so different than anything that like I've ever seen. You yeah. know, like it's like you have to be here at nine o'clock. If you're not here at nine o'clock, you're going to get written up. And I'm like, dude, I can't live this way. Like I want to live my life for me. Yeah. And my life. So like. You want to live to work, huh? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think anybody really does. But so many people get stuck in that mindset, you know, yeah. and like for me, like what what it did was like it, it sort of caused a mindset shift, you know, like I'm a mom. So like my main focus is providing for my child. So like I'll do whatever it takes to do that. You know, even if I have to work a nine to five or anything like that, you know, like I need to be able to provide for her, you know? Mm -hmm. So I can see like for a very long time, I had this mindset of this is the only way that I'm going to be able to do that is to work a job. Going to those seminars sort of put it in perspective that, you know what, like you just have to be a little bit more creative and risky, you know, and you know, you take a risk and you jump and you're going to land on something pretty awesome. So that's sort of what um, sparked the fire for me in real estate investing was knowing that if I did this, I would be able to gain my time back and like gain my life back a little bit. Okay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So this was like January of 2017. 2016. 2016. Yeah, okay. This was two years ago. So two years ago, you're at this seminar. We and... went to so many. Oh my gosh. Oh, I you went to more you. after that then. Dude, we went to all of them. Like we went to like every single one that you could think of. Did you ever win the door prize? I didn't. I never you know, won like, anything. I am I am not lucky like that. There's they, they always send out these things. I used to get them like, you know, if you the first 50 people will get a tablet, you know, and it's not, no. it's not an iPad. It's, you know. It's John's tablet, yeah. you know, from John's tablet company. Yeah. It doesn't no. even have Android on it or anything. It's just some weird I never thing. won a door prize. <laughs> I didn't even know that they had door prizes. Some of them do. I don't know. They, you know I they, didn't go to those ones. 
but you went to the free ones or did you did you end up signing up Dude, for any of these like paying for any of the things we had to pay money for some of them and my dad he was like oh yeah no this free seminar this free seminar for two thousand dollars each okay two thousand dollars each so that's four grand out the window for a free seminar yeah yeah no i we we sat down with um a few of them to like figure out like what what are they doing like what are these packages that they offer Mm -hmm. and it was basically like a seventy five thousand dollar package to hold your hand through a deal yeah and i'm like okay there's got to be a better way you know like i don't have seventy five thousand dollars to just be like okay sure hold my hand you know like i I don't know too many people my age who do. Not a lot of people do. No. So According to some studies, less than 20% of American people would have that kind of money available to them. Statistically, the average person cannot even cover a $500 like hazard so like if, in their life. Yeah, like if you got a flat tire, if you got a flat tire, most people wouldn't be able to come up with 500 bucks no. is what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. That's sad, but that's the reality. And it's because like the way that we work and like the way that we live, it's like we we don't think of like the bigger picture in regards to like, like we we have stuff getting done for us. So like you you go to a job and you're like, oh, you're going to get this 401k and you're going to get this and you're going to have benefits, you're going to have that. But, you know, like all of that sounds good because you don't have the knowledge financially of any other option out there. No, I get to pick the pie chart in the little booklet that they showed me. You know, they're like, which of these pie charts have the colors you like best? Yeah, the pie chart is going to get you something that you're going to have to pay 15% on if you ever decide to pull something out. Like there's so many things they don't tell you that people don't even think to ask because it's just what we've known since we were born. And it's like... Well, in my opinion, and you know, this is, I guess, an opinion right here but those those 401ks are largely invested in mutual funds and stocks which is all tied to the stock market uh-huh. so in the event of a stock market crash which have happened several uh, times yeah uh you know your your 401k could get not wiped out but significantly reduced yeah. yep. and there's no hedge in there there's you know, nothing because like, they can't invest in things like real nope, estate with can't. 401k money so mm-hmm. at least i can't no i'm not gonna say they can't but they most of them don't yeah. So because they're usually, you know, with these bigger companies, Merrill Lynch, things like mm-hmm. that. And I'm not going to say anything bad about them per se, but it's just that it's in the stock markets, in the mutual funds. Yeah. And it's, you know, th- there's some risk there. Obviously, there's risk in real estate. Yeah, too. obviously. Yes. But, absolutely. Um, you know, if <laughs> if the real estate market crashes, at the very least, you have a house. Yeah. You know, yep. <laughs> it's a thing. And the thing about it, too, is you can control it. Like. Um, you can control your destiny in this as well. You just have to be like aware of what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. You have to know the market. You have to be able to understand when is the market going to shift. Sure. You know, and I mean, there's so many other avenues in real estate that you can do. Like real estate's not going to go away, even if the market tanks for buying or selling. You know, like there's also renting, there's short-term rentals, you know, there's condos, there's there's a bunch of other things sure. that you can do, like the, the tiny homes or whatever. Like yeah. there's so many things in real estate that you can do. You just have to be flexible, you have to be creative, and you have to be resourceful. Yeah. You can't do that in the stock market when you have no. other people doing everything for you. Like you don't have control like you do in real estate i mean you can but it's you know like there are options and things like that you can do with stock market trading there's some ways to do it but i mean for the most part most people it's like oh i like netflix so i'm gonna invest in netflix yes you know like and that's you know yeah that's one way to do it i mean over a long period of time it's probably gonna pay out but who knows i mean yeah netflix could decide now, you know, next week that they're going to change to a completely different model and lose half their subscribers or Isn't something. Isn't that what they're doing? Yeah, and it happened before. They <laughs> Yeah, like everybody is changing. Like Snapchat just changed too and lost like yeah. $800 million from it, I think. Something yeah. ridiculous. Well, there's, yeah, there's all this talk about social media and yeah. how it's going to get changed in the yep. near future. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's that's the risk and that's what you run into. Yeah. With, with, with a local housing market, mm-hmm. it moves a lot slower. Yeah. You know, real estate's mm-hmm. like molasses compared to the stock market. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when, when something changes in the real estate market, it doesn't happen overnight. It's, yeah. you know, over a good month or two span that you, yeah. that you start to see things really change. Yep. So you saw these seminars. You're like, I love this thing. I want to get into real estate Mm -hmm. investing. Mm -hmm. Then you found our club. Yeah. Somehow. Well, I got tired of hearing the, oh, for only $75,000, you can learn everything about real estate. And I was like, okay, you know what? Let me do some research on my own and figure out like 
what else is out there? So I started just Googling things like in real estate investing and you guys popped up. Yeah. Like the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club like popped right up when I was like investing in the Inland Empire. Like (laughs) it was just right there and I was like, okay, cool. So like on Meetup, you know, like I went on there and I'm like, okay, like what's going on here? Like what can I do? And there was like, I saw that you guys had like a club meeting and stuff and um. That yeah. like you had like other things going on too. So like I went to the coffee mm-hmm. and I, I went there with my dad and I was like, dude, we just need to figure this out. You know, let's talk to people who are like real life in this, not the people who want to take our money for it. Let's see like what this is about. Yeah. You know, and like I sat down and um, I initially started talking to Steven. Okay. And Tyler. Okay. And then you. I think on my second one, I started talking to you. Yeah, I don't think we talked the first time you were there. I don't think so. I think I just introduced myself really quick. But we started talking to Steven and Tyler. And Tyler started telling me about um, what you guys do in regards to like joint ventures Mm -hmm. um, for a community restoration group, as well as the club and everything. And I was like, wow, like I don't have to pay money to get into this and like do this. And like I loved it. So I went back and then we started talking again too and like it's just sort of became this yeah this thing this thing but then we (laughs) then we snowballed you into you want to be a real estate investor and do all these deals now you're now you're basically running the finances for every deal we do so like so it's a little bit of a change it's 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 a big change honestly but it's a good change for me personally because the way my mind works is i want to see like how things um sort of come together and like finances for me is a language that i can speak Mm -hmm. you know so like i'm i'm not necessarily good at finding deals okay you know um so that to me is like a foreign language Mm -hmm. but like when i mentioned like yeah i do bookkeeping you know and like it just sort of started this this um mutual agreement you know like uh it it became awesome like i got to see all of the all of the ins and outs of a deal, you know, from a financial standpoint. And that's crucial, you know, because a lot of these people, they don't tell you what it actually takes to get a deal and to, you know, like from point A to point B and like how to plan for it. And then also how to predict like when the money is going to come in, like what, what else are we going to have to do? Like, what am I going to be paying my contractors? What am I going to be paying for utilities? You know, Mm -hmm. like all of these other things, like all of these holding costs, like, like it's just this huge back like behind the curtain yeah. thing that like nobody really talks about. Yeah, and you watch the show on TV and you know they don't they tell don't talk you about anything. It. They just say, Oh, look at how pretty this stuff is and yeah. here's my end numbers. And I'm like, okay, you know, like those numbers aren't really realistic either because I feel like because they're on TV and they, they probably do a multitude of deals. Mm-hmm. Like they probably have contracts with people where they get stuff at very low rates. Sure, for so, in exchange for advertising or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so I feel like that's sort of skewed a little bit bit which is why like i've always thought that so it's hard for me to like like those shows really because i mean there's something like something doesn't make sense here you they're know? entertaining like, there's, yeah absolutely you know, there's there's like 50 percent of it is accurate you yeah know? i mean there's they still do fix up a house you absolutely know? and they still do sell them i mean i know because i've seen them and they are funny they are funny yeah yeah it's entertainment at the yeah. very very least but yeah, absolutely. i watch them you know i watch them from time to time mm-hmm. so i'm i'm also addicted to real estate so yes you know yeah it's a problem <laughs> but uh it's a good problem it's a good problem to have you could be addicted to worse things i probably could like math <laughs> math is bad math oh math yeah i thought you said meth that's also bad being addicted to math isn't horrible I know. <laughs> there are worse things like meth yes. so uh anyway back to reality here we're going to talk about okay so um this show is about negotiation so i wanted to kind of touch a little bit on and you know people probably wondering well if if she's the finance girl then why what what kind of negotiation are we going to talk about in real estate well there's a lot there's a lot of negotiation that goes on when you're dealing with the math when Mm -hmm. you're dealing with the numbers absolutely uh i know i mean this was early like right when you first came on i remember i handed you some utility accounts and Uh like we got to get these utilities turned on because uh-huh. that's like 
that's a constant for us. Mm-hmm. Utilities are a pain. Yep. Yes. You know, not every city does it the same. Nope. Like, you know, not every, well, I think like Edison and like Southern California Gas, they're pretty easy to work with yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. But some of these city-run utilities mm-hmm. can be kind of a pain. And they so, are. I mean, I think I remember like, it might have been like day two of this whole saga. You were on the phone with like a water uh, company. I don't even know where they're from. Might have been up in the high <laughs> desert somewhere. And Probably. Like, they always give me a hard time. Like we, you know, we buy these homes and frequently there's, you know, people living in them that are not tenants, mm-hmm. you know, at some point they're, they're just vagrants that have made their way into the home. Uh-huh. And, you know, we don't, these people aren't, they may not be living there anymore when mm-hmm. we take possession, but mm-hmm. the, the evidence of them being there is still present. Yeah. So a lot of times they'll cut the, the locks that are on the, you know, the water, um, the, well, <laughs> the water meter, there you yep. go. And so this is in one of those cases where mm-hmm. the the water tag was cut off and, you mm-hmm. know, they're blaming us for it, basically saying we cut the tag because yep. we're trying to steal water because that's what we do apparently. I'm like, yes. And I, and like, I remember you were kind of like, what am I supposed to tell these people? I'm like, we didn't cut the tag. Like, mm-hmm. how, like they have no proof that we cut the tag. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why would we cut the tag? We're calling yeah. you to turn on service. Yeah. <laughs> like, if we could just cut the tag, we would just cut the tag and never turn on service. So, yeah. like, their logic doesn't make sense. So. Yep. The negotiation starts. Yes. <laughs> she won that negotiation. She did. But oh, that was a bad It's bad tough one. sometimes. Like it is. so you win some and you lose some. You do. And yeah. I mean, is it really worth the fight? I mean, we're talking like it I think wasn't. They, it's it wasn't like fifty bucks or something. Yeah, it wasn't anything big. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. Just send me the bill, yeah. get it turned on, whatever. Like right. at that point, I just need it done. Yeah, we need like, the water turned no on because our wasting. guys are going to be there yeah. and they're going to get started. So Exactly. Yeah. There's Sometimes there's no point in wasting that much energy on things. Like y- you got to sort of weigh, I guess, the choose your battles thing comes into play when negotiating. Yeah. I think this also applies to children. It does. Which you have a, you're a single mom. You've mentioned yes. it. You know, yep. you have a daughter. Yes. Uh, and yeah, there's four definitely negotiations. Four years experience there. Yeah. Yes. And for, you know, you're in that fourth year where negotiation is really going to start oh, taking place. Oh, yeah. Yep. We're so, almost in our fifth year. Basically, there, yeah. she's going to turn five in August. Going oh, on 15. My daughter is sassy. Yeah. Just so you guys know, like she, she is a negotiator. Like if we could put a four-year-old on the show, it would be, it'd be epic. She would negotiate. Everything. She'd get all the cookies and donuts that are in the green room back she there. She would, absolutely. I didn't even take you in there before the show because we were, like just barely got here. But yeah, Thank there's a room that. back there with food in it that, you know. Thank you for telling me now. Oh, you're welcome. You know, yeah, it'll still it. be there when we're done. Okay, good. <laughs> we'll visit that uh, later. <laughs> yeah, maybe. The uh, So if your daughter is like, I want a cookie, you're going to sell her. You're going to tell her what? It depends. You know, like was she good that day? Was she bad that day? You know, like, is it, what time is it? You know, like, there's a lot of factors that go into that, you know? Like, if she, if she's good, you know, like, she's in school, so if she had a good day at school, she can have a cookie. If she had a bad day at school, if I get an incident report, (laughs) obviously she's not going to get a cookie. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. But it's not, okay, let's assume it's 9 o'clock at night now, and now she's asking for a cookie. What do I get out of it? 
What are you going to get? What am I going to get out of it? Because she's going to have a sugar high. Exactly. Do I do I honestly <laughs> like do I want my four year old daughter jumping up and down or like am I going to take the sugar high and am I going to make it productive? Like how how are we going to win on this? Like I want it to be a win win scenario in negotiating. So you think as you could use option as possible? You could use the energy she's going to get from the cookie as a means to get her to like clean her room. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Like yeah. I make it a game. I oh. turn it into something, or I use the cookie as leverage to get it done. Okay. So you can have the cookie once. Yes. Once this is done, you can totally have the cookie, and I'll sit it right here for you. Yeah. I'll make it look really nice. Yeah, and enticing. Yes, very enticing. Okay. Get that done and you can have the cookie. Absolutely. Keep it in the warmer. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I'm, I'm imagining a chocolate chip cookie in this case. I it, Yeah, I was it too. It would have to be. Yep. Yeah. There's no Oatmeal other cookie. Oatmeal raisin, maybe. Oatmeal raisin. Those That's are an my favorite. Choice. Really? Yeah. Huh. I guess they're all right. I'm, <laughs> I'm an old, old person at An heart, old soul. I guess, yeah. Just like oatmeal raisin. I mean, I'll oat eat them. Raisin. If that's all that I have, good, you know. The fiber. Good that's what you. it is, yeah. the fiber, yeah. So it doesn't feel quite as guilty. <laughs> that's why I eat the chocolate, white chocolate macadamia nuts. Okay, you know, got it. Yeah, the you know, macadamia nuts. Macadamia nuts are very good, good for, for you. you. Very good. Healthy, fatty, fatty um, nuts. Very right. good. Right. Yes. So, yeah, eat, eat plenty of those. Uh, the... Um, <laughs> So the negotiations at home are very, uh, very give or take. You know, there's there's a give and take in, in all of it. I feel like when negotiating in anything, whether it be at home or with utilities or with your job or with anything, like you have to know what you want. Like you have to have intentions behind it. Absolutely. So like I wouldn't go into any sort of negotiating negotiation without knowing what my purpose is. What what do I want to get out of this? What is my purpose here? How am I going to get that? Okay. So And how do you know what you're gonna be offering? So let's let's shift it over into real estate, you know, you're offering to a seller, you know, cash in exchange for this problem that they have in their lives. Yes. This is a this is a problem home. Yeah. You're offering them cash mm-hmm. to get out of it. Yes. I mean, how do you know what they're you know, how you can, how you going to get from them what their needs are so you know how to, you know, properly negotiate and position yourself? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Positioning is everything. Like how you present something um, is everything in negotiating. I feel like you need to have your, you need to have your intentions clear and you need to be able to position it in a way that's not going to come off like, hey, I need this, so this is what I'm willing to give you. You know, like you, you sort of want to position it in a way more along the lines of like, this is what I'm looking to get. How can we get there together mm-hmm. sort of thing? And like negotiate in a way that's not like give me everything. You know, like it's a two-way street negotiating. Sure. So, you know, like you have to make it um, to where it's it's going to be valuable for both parties to even want to look at it of course so like if i was if i was a a homeowner and say that i couldn't move out of my house and i didn't know excuse me i didn't know how to like really get out of there i didn't have the money to get like a movers like a a moving van or anything like that Yeah, you don't know your options yeah like i and if if you were to come to me and be like hey you know what we'll move you out that's not a problem you know like we'll pay for the movers we'll we'll get people in there we'll move this stuff out for you no problem Mm -hmm. You know, and no extra charge to you. I'd be like, you know what? Sold. Awesome. Yeah. But it's all about how you position it to where, sure. you know, like if if that wasn't um, positioned that way, I feel like it would be more of a struggle to get that resident out of that home. Sure. If it was more along the lines of, hey, we need you out by this time. I'll give you a grand. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's not really going to get you anywhere. No. So you really have to have like your goals defined. You need to have your intention and you need to know how to position things correctly. So it it's appealing to the other person. Sure. You know? That's why I guess, you know, when when you're when people are applying for a new job. Right. Yes. There's you know, you can go to a bunch of different places and you're going to get different offers from every yes. single one of them. Some mm-hmm. is just money in exchange for work. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're going to pay you X dollars an hour. Yeah. And you're going to do this work. It's yep. a full time thing, whatever. Yes. Some people it's going to make we're going to pay you this much. Plus you get access to the gym at the office. You get access to the this and that. Yeah. And the pay may not be as much, but you're getting all this other stuff to go with it. Yep. And you sort of, you know depending on where you are in your life, you're like, wow, I really, I could kill off my gym membership and, you know, yeah. whatever. It's, Absolutely. you know, yeah, you're going to weigh all those mm-hmm. things. So, and, and we do offer moving services a lot of times yeah. to sellers yes. because 
it is kind of a hassle. I don't yeah. know if I'm, I'm sure people out there have moved before. Oh yeah. Especially if you're in like a big house, like yep. you know that maybe you raised your family in, mm-hmm. and there's a couple kids that yep. are no longer living there. You yeah. still have all bunch of their stuff. Yeah. You know, like what are you gonna do with all this stuff? You know. Exactly. And we'll take care of that too. I mean, we've yep. we've bought homes practically fully furnished with mm-hmm. all the stuff in them. You know, and those ones are. For me, I'm almost, I'm like overwhelmed when we take those ones on. We had one in Riverside we got not that long ago (laughs) that was like, you know, they had like all their books there, like family photos. Like I, I, you know, they're just like, we don't want any of it. And I'm like, okay. You know, like it's, it's weird when you're going through the stuff, you're like, man, they didn't want to keep this. Like, like, and they're like, Mm -hmm. we don't want to hear, we don't want, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't want any of it. We took everything we wanted already. And I'm like, okay. It's just, you know, like, what do, we, what do you do? I mean, yeah. these are like family photographs. And I, I'm like, one of them, like, it was like the guy's dad was a picture with like Aww. some government official, you know, like somebody from back in the day. I want to say it was like Dan Quayle or something. But Aww. like, I'm like, wow, you know, okay. So yeah. Some like, people don't want those things. It was just a burden. The guy that yeah. we bought it from, he had lived, he lived in another country, yeah. you know, over in Europe somewhere. And <laughs> he didn't want to deal with it. He didn't have any time to deal with it here. He yeah. just said... You, you know what? I'm going to give you this house for super cheap. Just take it off my hands. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. And, you know, he had all the stuff he wanted. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, it, just for him, it was just a fact. Other people offered more money than we did. Yeah. But he took our offer because we were going to make it easy for him. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that's what he wanted. That was clearly yeah. his... On his end, that's what he wanted was yeah. ease of transaction. And that's the majority of the time. Like, yep. a lot of people, like... me included like I don't like to have to like work that hard to get what I want you know I mean who does yeah so (laughs) that's just the reality of it I mean like people are lazy you gotta be kidding that's not real is it it is it's like it's a it's the reality of things so like if I like if if something is going to be presented to me and it's like I'm going to make your life a little bit easier awesome Mm -hmm. I want it yeah you know so that makes perfect sense, you know? And, like, I'm, I I don't want to say, like, it's it's lazy. I feel like it's just priorities. Mm-hmm. So, like, because I'm not necessarily lazy. Like, I, I do work hard and, like, I am present in everything that I do, right. you know? And But, uh, yeah, like, if there's something that's a low priority to me that, like, I know sort of needs to get done, but somebody's going to take care of it for me, I'm like, for sure. Absolutely. Do it. How much do I have to pay you? Okay, it's done. Yeah. We're cool. I don't have to worry about it anymore. That's amazing. So it's just like an easier quality of life is like so attractive. So So like we're going to pay you $9 an hour, but Mondays are pedicure Mondays, you know, Tuesdays or whatever. You know, it's just like every day you get something, you know, that you'd be doing anyway. You get your car washed. That'd be amazing. Yeah. (laughs) It would would kind of counteract each other too because pedicures are kind of expensive they are expensive yeah i've seen yours you have the uh the ballet slipper uh uh manicure going on yes, right now they're cute yeah yeah we talked about manicure colors earlier in the day we did. in case anybody out there is like how did he call that one <laughs> yeah we talked you said your nails are ballet slipper that's the color yes yep. <laughs> and are. you chose that over the sparkling pink was it Sparkling champagne, I think is sparkling what it was Sparkling champagne, called. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they both sounded uh, like something I wouldn't get personally, but, yeah. you know, that's cool. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe on, I don't know, gender bending day I'll do it, Ooh. but I don't even know if that's a real thing. So fab. So fab. Okay, so <laughs> identifying people's needs is a yes. key part of negotiation. I'm yes. glad you brought it up because I was talking to Tyler last week. He never said it, and like it dawned on me later, we never really touched on it. So identifying a seller's needs or yes. identifying really the other person's needs yeah. in the deal. You know, I mean, for a child, it's fairly easy. I want a cookie. It is. Like, it's so easy. There's nothing else beyond that. Yeah. Usually, you mm-hmm. know, it's not until they get to like teenage years that there's ulterior motives and associated with it. Yep. So <laughs> for right now, it's simple. I want yes. a cookie. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, in exchange for the sugar I haven't got to deal with for the next two hours, uh, you got to clean your room yeah. or whatever. Yep. Do the <laughs> dishes, laundry, et cetera. Yes. Um, that makes sense. Sellers are a little more complicated. These are grownups. Yeah. <laughs> and th- their problems are a little more... Uh, you know, sizable. So yes. yeah, calling out all their little problems and figuring out how to fix them Yes, seem to be the way to go. Yeah. And drawing out those things is the tough part. Yeah. You know, because they don't always want to just tell you, here's all my problems. Yeah. Just write a list out and pick the ones you want to mm-hmm. take care of for me. Yes. So how do you draw that out of somebody? You just have to be able to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, like... Uh, 
Um, one thing that I struggle with is I am very cut and dry. I'm very forward because I'm very fact driven okay. and like I'm very methodical with what I do. So like me, me sitting down and having a conversation with someone or like me trying to negotiate takes some skill and it takes some practice for for me just because like I don't I'm not born with that you know like I'm not born as somebody who's just like oh hey like let me just talk to you like I I don't I don't have that so um for me to draw it out like I I start just being nice like Being you nice. get more with sugar than you do with salt, honestly. Yeah. You really do. So like just just try and be nice at first. Okay. You know? So, but also, going back to it, have your intentions clear. It is so important to know exactly what you want to get out of the deal because you like nice and firm are two different things. Yeah. So being nice is crucial but like you you also have to know exactly what it is that you are going to need in order to make this happen as well so you don't want to compromise too much in that that nice phase but like you want somebody to be able to open up to you you know and like you want to be relatable like you know like we all have a story mm-hmm. we all have a life you know like we all have struggles sure. nobody's perfect so you know i just sort of realize that when you're talking to somebody and be real be nice be be open to somebody and they're going to open up to you and let you know like this is what i'm struggling with yeah and for us i mean our intention going in is fairly obvious like we're looking to buy the home yeah uh and fix it up resell it that's what we're doing we're going to flip the house i mean that's what we do but we don't necessarily go in there and tell them that straight off right i mean yeah yeah, absolutely (laughs) it's not that we're you know trying to be decide i mean um uh, deceptive or anything like that we're just you know trying to establish what's going on with them so we have something to to go upon yes because if they're not if they're not struggling with anything if you know the house is not a problem for them they have no need to sell they're exactly. not they're not going to sell like yeah. well, it doesn't matter what i come to, i mean i'm sure there's a price there's always a price right yeah <laughs> but not I'll in buy our it. a million dollars cash yeah. tomorrow you know like they'd be like sure <laughs> yeah house is worth 250 yeah I'll take yeah. a million bucks. Right. You know, I yeah. you might even be able to convince me to take a million bucks for my house right now. So I would do that, honestly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll get the paperwork drafted up. It'll be great. Okay. Um, yeah. So that was easy. That was an easy negotiation. Yes, it was. Because we... my property value is way below that. <laughs> so I, I'm coming out with something smart. Okay. So Got that's it. that's why that would be a yes. You know, some sellers do that to us where they're like, they'll say something like, yeah, you know, you could buy it. I'm selling it for a million dollars or something. They'll tell yeah. us something like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's actually a good thing that they reached out because it, it starts a conversation for yeah. us, you know, and <laughs> I'm not going to say that we've bought many homes with people that had that expectation going mm-hmm. into it. But I think a lot of them, um, you know, they may have like put their property up for sale at one point on like Craigslist or something. Yeah. And or maybe they had it listed with a real estate agent and then they decided not to sell. Mm-hmm. And it's now a expired listing in the MLS and people call them, you know, because <laughs> they, they've assumed since they wanted to sell their house at one time, maybe they still do. Yeah. So they, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they sometimes come out with this thing because they're just tired of talking to people. Yeah. You know, they'll say, pay me a million bucks, I'll sell, you know. And, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's evidence of a lot of people not trying to establish their situation yeah, beforehand. Absolutely. And yeah, it's uh it's a shame. I've dealt with people like that where they're just jaded, absolutely. you know. Absolutely. And I I know a lot of people like you'd see them like when the when foreclosures were really high, when mm-hmm. there was a lot of foreclosures going on. Mm-hmm. Uh you'd talk to these sellers and some of them were very defensive at their door. Absolutely. Because they're, you know, uh <laughs> they're not they, they've already been approached by 100 people mm-hmm. already. Yep. And they're like, I'm, you know, I'm so sick and tired of people coming to my house. You know, in some cases they were in denial, which was yeah. a problem. But, uh, you know, in other cases they had it all figured out already. Yeah. And people were still bugging them about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Yeah. That way. It's a wild ride. So uh, negotiating with utilities and you know, like sometimes with contractors. Yes. Uh, definitely falls into your realm. Yep. Because that's another side of it that we didn't touch on with no. Tyler either uh, last week. We, uh, when negotiating with contractors, mm-hmm. uh, it can be a very crucial thing because yes. we might go in, when we walk a house, we don't always bring our contractor with us. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes we're like, okay, we could do this for 50,000 or something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then you go walk it with a contractor mm-hmm. and the contractor might 
uh, come back with a much bigger number than that. Yes. So, you know, same thing, I guess, would apply, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like with a contractor, like, with a deal, I feel like you need to have your your expectations, you know, and listen to them because they, they obviously build houses, so they're going to know more than you. But right. also... Like, if it's not in the budget, you need to be ready to negotiate, you know, and let them know, you know what, this may not be a home run, Mm -hmm. you know, this may just be like a a second base sort of deal for you right now. But, you know, like, what what are your other what are your other clients giving you like one home run a year, when I'm willing to give you like 10, 15, 20 base hits second (laughs) base hits. Wow, we're like second base hits. Nice. Well, (laughs) You know, like yeah. like you you need to let them know that there's value in this too. Like if they can drop the price a little bit, yeah, they're you're gonna give them more business. Sure. You know, like if they're if they're gonna give you something when you have a budget of fifty thousand dollars and they're gonna charge you seventy five, like try and get it down somewhere around sixty to where like you're not breaking the bank on anything. Mm-hmm. Neither one of you are, but you know, like you both have an understanding, like this is what I can do. Yeah. This is what I can't do. So, but this is also like, I want to build a relationship with you. If this is good, this is where it's going to get you. You yeah. know, you can get, you might not get a whole bunch of $75,000 ones. You might get 20 or 30, $60,000 ones, but I mean, sure. who else is bringing you that? Yeah. And that's, you know, you know I think I mean, I've met a lot of contractors mm-hmm. and, you know, it's uh, for them, obviously, homeowners, they can charge more. Yeah. But they're also inconvenienced more as a contractor. Yeah. So there's a trade off there. Yeah. Like, you know, when you have a homeowner that lives in the home mm-hmm. while you're trying to work on it, mm-hmm. it, it means you got to clean up at the end of the day, take yeah. all your tools, put them away or, yep. put, you know, put them back in your truck mm-hmm. or something. You know, with a vacant home, when you're working with an investor, you can leave your tools right where you left them yeah. and come back the next day and pick it up where you left off. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a risk there in doing that, too, because sometimes people break in and steal yeah. stuff. But, um you know, it's there's there's not a homeowner in the way. You uh-huh. can show up at six in the morning if you want to get started that early yep. and work until ten o'clock at night, and nobody's going to stop you. But yep. you know, so there's there's a kind of a trade off there, just inconvenience. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't have to be done only on the weekends. And it doesn't. Know, sometimes that's a problem because the contractor's like, I like my weekends. I would like to spend that yeah, time with you my know, family. Like people too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's a trade off, and I Absolutely. get it. You know, homeowners, I. Sometimes accuse contractors of gouging, but I don't think they understand the difference. They don't. You know, and like you're really inconveniencing them. This is, yes, it's their business, but. They're people too. Yeah. You know, like they they have kids, they have families, you know, like they have plans on the weekends, you know, and they're taking time out of their day to do something specially for you to fit your needs. But that's a negotiation. Yeah, exactly. It's a negotiation for us Mm because we're like, hey, we're giving you a vacant home. Yes. It, you have carte blanche. You can go in there and do whatever you want. Absolutely. Uh, just make sure it's legal and, you know. Yes. <laughs> if you guys are going to drink on the job, please just put the beer cans in the trash before I show up, you know. Right. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so bad. They do. They all do it. It's so bad. I'm like. <sighs> I know. I grew up with contractors. We I fire know. them now. It's, yeah, <laughs> we don't even put up good. with it anymore. We're just like, you're gone. Like, yeah. come on. Do you think our workers' compensation insurance is going to be happy to find out that no. you were drinking when you got and hurt? No, we're a business. <laughs> yeah. We are a business we we operate like a business this isn't a hobby so no yeah i think it's treated like that <laughs> around here no unfortunately <laughs> yeah and then and then the whole you know because weed got legalized so all of a sudden they're thinking oh so weed's legal so we can just smoke weed on the job no, i'm like, like no what do you think if it's going to impair your functionality yeah. on the job don't do it i know don't do it I, I i don't even know where they think these things up it's crazy it's <laughs> I, I don't either it's odd yeah, you know, and even worse if like you show up and they offer it to you, you're like, really? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's oh, happened wow. to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Well, I know I what would I not do negotiate now. with them. That's for sure. I'd be like, can you get off my property now? Thanks. That's pretty much what happens now. Yeah, it's like you that's get... not something you negotiate. No, 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 don't. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna afford to like have you get hurt because you're high or drunk or whatever yeah no you know some people i don't know they're maybe they're just better in their own minds if they're you know, a little bit high of course i don't know of course but they uh so but there's also things you can offer to a contractor to make their lives a little bit easier 
you can say, you know, hey, I have a generator. I can I can put it on the site if you need it. Yeah. You know, yes. there's there's ways you can kind of bring their prices down sometimes. Like yeah. like I have a guy. He's a runner. He has a truck. He'll go pick up all the tile. You yep. don't need to do that. Like yep. that's I have a guy that can do that for you. Yeah. We clean up every job. We actually are. We have a guy that's devoted just to demo and trashing out a home mm-hmm. before we get started. So yeah. every contractor that walks it, they're walking it as a blank slate. They're seeing mm-hmm. it. With none of the trash in there, none of the stuff that needs to be demoed still. Yep. So that's where we get bidding, and it's usually a lot less from yeah. from what we found. Because yeah. initially, if they have to factor that in, like hauling away all this trash, taking away all this demo, you know, mm-hmm. their their prices are like much much higher. Yeah. Because that's not what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not demo guys. They're the ones that put it back together. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the whole demolition prices I've seen from some of these guys, I'm like, that's like three times what I'm paying my other guy yeah. to do it because that's all he does. Yep. And he loves it. Yep. Because, yeah, <laughs> like that for him is easy. He doesn't yeah. know how to build them back together. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's great. Specialization is is good, especially in real estate because, they, like, there are – um, there are a lot of contractors out there. There's not a lot of good contractors out there, but there's a lot of ones who specialize in things. So um, getting to know like concrete guys and pool guys and electricians and plumbers and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. like getting to know people who specialize in these relative fields, like I feel like that's beneficial too. And how, how would you find a good contractor, you think? How would I find a good contractor? Yeah, like if you were to find one that... I would call my dad. <laughs> yeah, your dad knows a bunch of people. But it's it's a referral, and I was yeah. kind of getting at that. Like, yeah. You know, most people probably at some point, that own a, if they own a home, have had to do something to the house. Yeah. And, you know, that person has probably worked many other job sites yeah. and probably knows many other contractors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could talk to pretty much any contractor. They can tell you who the good contractors yeah. are. They know. Mm-hmm. You know, like they know that. You can tell too. Of course you can. Like I walked a house with my dad and he was getting bid. My dad's a plumber, by the way. He owns a plumbing contractor's business. So that's why like I understand contractors a little Uh bit. So we were walking this house and um, this guy, he came in, I think a Geo. Do you ever remember? A Geo Metro? Like a little little hatchback yeah okay. Thing, okay no tools no nothing you know so that's just he's his coming estimator there. car and this this is for plumbing mind you plumbing okay, okay? yeah so like long pipes pipes are like in the walls like under the slab you know very rarely they're like in the roof of a single story house mm-hmm. you know so that doesn't make any sense like drop downs normally come from like a two-story i'm rambling <laughs> but this guy takes a ladder and goes up into the attic right he's looking in the attic for what? For what? Like we're there for plumbing. The like, vent what are you pipe, doing? I guess. You just want to make sure it ran through the attic into the roof. Yeah. Okay. Like it's supposed to. <laughs> right. But no, he was up there for a while. We're like, okay, like we, the the whole rest of the group just left because we're like, you know, like we have to walk this house. We have other things to do, and we come back and he's nowhere to be found. That is a bad contractor. <laughs> don't <laughs> deal with those guys. Just don't. What was he, he doing? He setting was, up shop up there? I have no idea. He was just gone. Like, his ladder was gone. His car was gone. Everything was gone. He so, just obviously, he didn't know what he was really doing. <laughs> so, he just took off. And we're like, wow, okay. Like, well, that's interesting. That's great. I know. But, like, you, you can sort of tell, like, the good contractors versus, like, the bad contractors, too. Yeah. Just just based on, like, how they act and, like, just paying attention. Also, like, when you ask them questions and, like, you try and get a feel for, like, who they are and, like, what they've done, you know, like, it, it's uh, it's sort of obvious. Yeah, and I've, you know, I've met a lot of guys that they're, like, they have, they're, they're good at a lot of stuff in their minds, uh-huh. you know, like, they think because I've done some drywall, I'm good yeah. at it. And yep. because I've done some framing, I'm good at it. Yep. But <laughs> it's not always the case. I mean, nope. you know, sometimes <laughs> they are actually good at something. I, I remember one guy in particular, he was really good at laying wood floor. Uh-huh. Of all things, he did it very, very well. Okay. And very cheap, which was also, also kind of nice because uh, I had him do a whole house in Corona, and he did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. But he um, he was also, you know, a, a stair guy. He could put in, like, banisters and staircases and yeah. stuff like that. That was the worst staircase I've ever seen. Like, he did a horrible job on the Ugh. stairs. And, you know, like, nothing was tightened down. I'm like, what kind of staircase, you know, banister should wobble? I don't understand why you think this is going to be acceptable. And so it's hard to, like, tell a guy, like, I'm not paying you for this. I know you spent all this time doing it. And, yeah, there's a lot of material you've mm-hmm. now placed here and spent mm-hmm. your money on. 
but I'm not paying you for this. Yeah. Fix it or or else. I mean, like, <laughs> like I can't pay you for work that was terrible. Okay, so and he was he was really he didn't have a good, he didn't like that. Yeah. He thought I should pay him because he spent his time on it. No. And I'm like, that's not. I didn't pay you for a broken staircase. I no. said, <laughs> we need to have a stair. Is I guess it was I was a little out of line thinking that a, a stair you know banister should be not wobbly no no <laughs> you know that's apparently what he thought so it was we had a little bit of an argument uh which ultimately he did get it fixed good uh but so you won that negotiation i won that negotiation but good. it's kind of like because i'm holding the money absolutely and he wanted to get paid for it and yeah. it's like if you want to get paid make it right yeah <laughs> that's all you got to do if you got to yep. spend a little extra money you're just going to make a little less yeah sorry you screwed up yes you shouldn't have told me you were good at this yeah you know, and so he doesn't anymore. Good. Uh, we have worked with him since then, and he doesn't just say he's good at something. Good. You know, and he doesn't just decide to make his little craft projects on, on, on our houses anymore. Good. So, yeah, he... Uh, it's not a good time to experiment on your no. skills. No. And there was another guy. <laughs> it was actually on the same project. Oh, uh, no. He was a cabinet guy. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. He was a framer, and he was pretty good at framing. Uh, but he also told me he could do Venetian plaster. So we were going to do this Venetian plaster ceiling in the kitchen. Oh, wow. And, yeah, he starts doing it. I think I show up on, on the job site, like, day two of him doing it. And I'm like, hey, that's not Venetian plaster. Whatever you're doing up there is not what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he's like, of course it's Venetian plaster. And he's, like, trying to show me this video on YouTube about why it's oh, Venetian plaster. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's not Venetian plaster. <laughs> I'm like, let me just type in Venetian plaster into Google. Let's see what comes up. Hey, you know, and lo and behold, it's nothing like what he's doing. And I'm like, this is what Venetian plaster is. Oh, wow. This is what it is. Look at it. And I'm like, hey, here's like 17 YouTube videos showing you how to do it. And I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm going to get somebody out here to do this right. You know, you stick to framing. So good framer. He now lives in Oregon. Okay. But uh, good guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a good Venetian plasterer. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's fun. Oh my God, it's getting late. We got three minutes. Left. Oh wow! So we're we're trucking right along. Uh, that means we should probably talk about the club a yes. little bit. We talked, we broached the subject earlier, yes. but we didn't really get into it. No. You found us through the club. Yes, through Meetup. Through Meetup.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Through Meetup. The the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club. Yes. So for those of you folks out there that are listening in and are wondering. How do I get into this business? How do I meet people that are doing this stuff? How can I meet the right contractors? How do I learn negotiation directly from people? Come to the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club. We, yes. Yeah, definitely. That's a resounding yes. Absolutely. Well, I mean, everything that I have done working with you has been a incredibly fulfilling and valuable experience. Wow. Oh. Um, that's genuine. I'm not. I'm not paid to sell. I know. Like, <laughs> like, like man, is this a negotiation about to happen to me? Are we gonna like tr- get off the air? And now I'm gonna be like, okay, so, so pay up, chump. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a raise, a raise is a raise is needed. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I, know. I, I mean, feel the same way. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but honestly, like working working with the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club, it like you get you get what you pay for, and you don't really pay for anything. Like right. it's it. It's like a very knowledgeable group of people who aren't there to showboat or to gloat or to be like, oh, look at how cool I am in my Ferrari. Look at me making $5 million this year doing what? No, like we're real people who are doing this every single day who see it. And like we genuinely want to build a better community and to help people. Like it's it's a genuine place. Like I love that. Collaborate. I mean, that's absolutely you know, like most people that are getting into the business need a mentor, and that's what people in the club like to do. They like to mentor, and you know, they split deals with people. Like yeah. we do it too. We joint yeah. venture with a lot of new folks, yep. and it works out great. So, yes. go check out the Illinois Empire Real Estate Investment Club on Meetup.com. We have a big meeting every fourth Wednesday of the month at Loft Eighty Four in downtown Riverside. We also have a coffee meetup the Saturday before that, mm-hmm. and we also do a cash flow game, which is a game from Robert Kiyosaki very good game teaches you creative ways to do real estate so that about wraps it up for us this week i want to thank selena for coming on thank you for talking having about me. negotiation and we'll see you all again next week thursday 4 p.m on the flip flop investor show have a good week everyone take care
KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.